Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 34. How's it going, Left Hand? Going good. How are you? Doing well. You always ask me that at the beginning of the show. I know. What'd you do with guns this week? Well, did I talk about the, the AR pistol I got? You mentioned it, but you didn't go too far in depth with okay. it. Okay. Well, that's my latest project. I'm going to go pick that up later today. But on another note, not firearms related, I got back in the gym. Did you? So I'm going to start my uh, workout routine that uh, Carol has been... Yeah, and uh, I've got a little bet going with Jake, the head of the Firearms Radio Network. Yeah. i got to do five days a week of at least 30 minutes, or I owe Carol 10 bucks. What do you get in return? In shape. It's kind of a <laughs> lopsided bet. Yeah, but you got to get something. Uh, i got to get in shape. I mean, they're getting good comic relief. Yeah, well, we're getting cross-promotion from all of them with Weekend Guns, Gun Guy, and then Carol's Deal. So talking about the Firearms Radio Network, let's mention our sponsors, Firearms Radio Network. That's firearmsradio.tv. ICE Training, our newest and latest and greatest sponsor, ICETraining.us. <laughs> our other new one, US Elite Gear, us-elitegear.com. Com, Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services, HG Press, 1-800-615-1840. Extension 2222 for all your Middle Tennessee real estate needs. Give those guys a call. Also, All or Nothing Tattoo Studios. That's allornothingtattoo.com. And their gun-friendly merchandise store with all kinds of cool shirts and stuff. Strangleholdmerch.com. What I did with guns this week was jack squat. I did get back and start get back in shape with the whole weekly workouts that Carol initiated for me. Cleaned my rifle, getting ready for hunting season. Cleaned them. Cleaned one. That's about it. Aren't you going on a dove hunt? Yes, in two weeks. What are you using for that? Shotgun. Not mine. Having to borrow it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Hadn't got my shotgun yet. Still saving up for it. I got one you can use if you need. And then we got to welcome back a guest we had a few months back. We have to? Well, yeah. Do you see this guy? Well, you said we have to. (laughs) I said we Uh, want to. Yes, we do want to welcome him back. We are glad to welcome him back. Mr. James Yeager. How's it going, man? Good. How's it going? Good. We've since taken fighting pistols since you were here the last time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we, we remember it. <laughs> we left a lasting impression. <laughs> and I now want to admit it. We're the best students you ever had. Listen, when the crew gets me together and says, why do you keep inviting these weirdos to the classes? <laughs> um, we got some problems. Yeah. And I, I did realize one thing. The last time we had you in, we didn't know what the hell to do with a gun. And we didn't realize it until after your class. We've been well, so dead many well, the, times over. Well, the, the first the first level of knowledge is you don't know what you don't know, and then now you guys know what you don't know, and that's the that's the biggest step forward. There are other levels of knowledge, but just getting to the point with your ego where you can go, you know what, I, you know, I'm not as good at this as I thought I was. Uh, that's a huge huge step. Yeah, and then uh, my brother-in-law learned a little bit about hydration, too, in that class. <laughs> that guy. Man, that guy. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know where to get started. So did you do anything cool with guns this week out of the ordinary? Uh, actually, uh, a little cool. Uh, I got a, um, a shushka, a, cr- a little crank-off, little uh, short-barrel rifle my wife uh, got me for our anniversary. Nice. And uh, it was built by Rifle Dynamics out there in Vegas. And uh, uh, Jim Fuller, that runs a place, said it was the only unfired kit that he's ever put together. So they cut a brand new gun in half to send a parts <laughs> kit over. <laughs> it's just crazy. But, uh, man, it's just, it's just a neat Happy rifle. anniversary to you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we've been married 17. We've been together 20. And, uh, you know, I told my wife the other day, I said, you know, if I'd have just murdered you, I'd be getting out of prison right now. <laughs> <laughs> She made it. No, she, she's awesome. She's awesome. Cool that's, lady. That's and one then, of the coolest presents ever. 
And then you brought a special guest with you today. Yeah, Reed Henricks, uh, our newest instructor at Tactical Response, and uh, and a feather in our cap. And the polar opposite of hair from you. Well, a lot, polar opposite. <laughs> he's he's introverted. I'm extroverted. He's got hair. I don't. You know. <laughs> we can get him involved in our Hawks I'll, for Lock. I was about campaign. To ask him about that. Yeah. Yeah. How how attached to your hair are you? <laughs> I don't know. I've been growing it for almost two years now. So just at the follicle. We're doing. <laughs> we're we're growing our hair out for Hawks Locks for kids. And it's a organization where AJ Hawk plays for the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. He started an organization when he cut his hair, similar to what's it called, Locks for Tots or something like that. Yeah, Locks for Love or something. Yeah, like that. something like love. that. Yep. And basically, kids who have There's alopecia, cancer, or anything like that, you grow your hair out to a minimum of twelve inches, cut it, and then they send it off and make wigs for the kids. So that's why we're growing our hair out for the first time since do, I was like ta- twenty. Do they take beard hair? <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> would you, would you it? donate it? Uh, sure. You'd make She'll the kid a little mohawk. <laughs> beard hair. Yeah, or beard hair. Nice Halloween uh, get up. Who are you going to be for Halloween this year, kiddo? I'm going to be James Jagger. <laughs> Hoorah, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. So who is our Jack Wagon of the Week, Left Hand? I think we're going to go with that guy that uh, Tuesday down in Atlanta uh-huh. went up to the elementary school with his AK and uh, opened fire. You hear about that one? No, I didn't hear about it until you just told me a minute ago. Yeah, it was like a 21-year-old or 20-year-old kid. Uh, goes up to this elementary school, and I don't know what his reasoning was yet. I haven't read anything that, that told, but obviously he was mentally ill because he kept saying he was off his meds and he needed to go to the mental hospital instead of coming to the elementary school, obviously, and shooting it up. But uh, he didn't kill anyone. He was just firing shots in the air. And uh, there was this, and this is more the reason I want to talk about this story is because the front desk lady that was there uh, was really a hero in this whole thing, mm-hmm. uh, they've got the 911 call where she's on the phone with dispatch and she's talking this guy down basically the whole time. Gotcha. And if it wasn't for her, it could have really got out of hand, but she kept it under control and the guy eventually put his gun down and surrendered and there were no injuries or fatalities or you know, anything like that. So that guy's a jack wagon for getting off his meds. Obviously, he should have stayed on his meds uh, and gone to the, the hospital like he originally had told her. But I want to give, uh, we need to give her credit. Her last name's Tuff, T-U-F-F. Go so and, and listening to her voice, I mean, it's probably not a lady you'd want to mess with. Mm-hmm. But she, she took the motherly route, you know, as, oh, baby, you know, you don't want to do this. I love you. You know, it's just really... <laughs> coddling to him and and she talked him down so she was awesome kind of on the the opposite of our jack wagon you know she's our hero of the week since jaeger's here and we have a commonality of this youtube thing going on there's a blanketed jack wagon we're going to give to the whole group of trolls on youtube (laughs) i listen i love those guys it's fun if they realized how much money they made me <laughs> I know it. they would never never utter my name again i have people that will ask us they'll say okay what do i do with the trolls when they start leave it oh no let it be there Listen. and then maybe answer it and then all of a sudden everybody that answers them that's another view <laughs> let me go let me go ahead and tell anybody that's choosing success and i don't care what field you're trying to do until you have a website dedicated to hating you you haven't made it <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> it is. What is it? <laughs> Dude, I got a bunch of Jaeger scum. I got, there's a bunch of It's ones. actually a domain, jaegerscum.com. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's awesome. Please keep doing it. 
think Koresh is behind all those. Kokesh? Koresh. This is way before him. Yeah. Oh, this way predates him. Do so you y'all buried the hatchet yet, or is it still? Listen, like, like I said. He had a positive comment about it. Oh, I know. I've, I mean, that was. Well, I, I've never seen anything positive about him. Well, about. Listen, he he, he talked crap. He, his, his people dogpiled me, and I don't like him. And uh, I challenged him to a fight he didn't accept. But uh, but him being held without bond is wrong, and it doesn't That's matter. What it, was. it doesn't yeah. matter who he is. It, it yeah. th- it's wrong, and just because I don't like him doesn't mean I don't uh, that I shouldn't stand up for the Constitution. Right? It, c- it could just as easily be me. He took the high yeah. road. Well, I you mean, know? I'm hoping that he, he did would, the right thing. I'm hoping he would do the same thing. With, should the roles be reversed, set, set the personal differences aside, see the see the situation for what it is as a travesty of justice, and and then when he gets out of jail, then we can fight again. Yeah, there you go. That'd be awesome. Get that on video. <laughs> <laughs> you video it. And we'll commentate. <laughs> we'll commentate. <laughs> And here they come up to the uh, the ring, <laughs> so and you, they're going toe to toe, and bam, Kokesh is down. What do you think about all the people that think he's like a plant? That, that he's a, a agent a provocateur. Yeah, I I think everybody's there's conspiracy theories about me. You know, I think I think the dude is legit. I think he's <clears throat> legit crazy, but I think he's legit. Well, one thing we said on the show we had after you had the video where you didn't mention his name and everything. He, I think. His heart was kind of, sort of, in the right place, but he just needed one, think it out, two, get with other people like-minded that are pro-gun and say, okay, how should we do this? For instance, that thing would have worked. If they would have, at the border, had family members there, whatever, handed them the guns, then continue to march in. Well, obviously, safer, you know, his heart might have been in the right place, but his mind is not in the right place. No, I, I, it's all, I, I don't think he ever was going to go through it in the first place. Anyways, and then... Some of those trolls that we talked about, your favorite ones, when you point a gun at the camera. Because, you know, cameras are really... <laughs> Here's what's funny. Say, you know, you're pointing a gun at me. No. Check it out. I pointed a gun at a camera. Then, then that That's it, on a tripod. There's nobody uh, behind uh, holding uh, that uh, camera. Uh, no, even if there was somebody holding the camera, I, I'm not pointing the gun at the person looking at the video. See, I, I, I pointed the gun at a camera. That image was put onto an SD card. The SD card was downloaded to my computer, <laughs> edited, uploaded to the internet, and then downloaded to their computer. <laughs> no way did I point a gun at them. Now I'm working on new technology, and I, I probably shouldn't say it here, but I'm don't, developing. Don't I'm give it away. I'm developing technology that where I can punch my computer screen and hit people on the other side. <laughs> That's awesome. You'll be an instant millionaire. You'll be a freaking billionaire. I'll be an investor. <laughs> I'll, I'll pony up for that. Oh, I'll utilize it. <laughs> people, people are are just they're just uh, they're they're just ridiculous. They're, they're they're unbalanced. So, Reed, little background on you. We asked five questions. Actually, we only asked you three of these. We came up with two new ones. Well, because my answers were so good, they were. Yeah, uh, we had to come <laughs> up with two new ones. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> and we may do a tip of the week video with him later, but we may have to do it up here because all the egos would just be too big to fit in the little space where we do the tip of the week. <laughs> I don't know. We got we got to go feed him, don't we? Yeah, Isn't yeah. We do that still too. down there. <laughs> He's starving by now. So, Reed, uh, first question is, how did you get into guns? Man, I I've been into guns for a long time. I, I guess maybe I started when I was like eight years old. I got to summer camp and shot a twenty two, and and I really enjoyed it. And after that, I, I went into the military when I was very young, and uh, I really got excited when I got to use those and. When I got out, I, I got into it. I dabbled, and but I really didn't start getting serious until about maybe four years ago, five years ago. And 
and it just kind of caught on from there. Where are you from? I'm originally from Illinois, Peoria, Illinois, um, right in the middle, about halfway between Chicago and St. Louis, and uh, that's where that's where I was born and raised. Cool. How do you like the South so far? I love it. Um, I, my family is is mostly Southern. I mean, I wouldn't want to live in any other state besides Tennessee, maybe Texas, but nah. Uh, but besides those two. I think that those two are are probably the best states in the country. You better be glad I had water in my mouth. Tell us more about your military background. That's our second question. Do you have any military law enforcement background? Uh, no, I was in the infantry when I was in the military. I was a 2nd Battalion, 3rd Marines. Uh, infantry, I was a SALT section leader with, uh, for them. After I got out of the military, I did law enforcement. I uh, did some undercover narcotics and... Uh, once I did, got done with that, I got sent down to New Orleans after uh, Hurricane Ka- yeah, for Hurricanes Katrina and Rita. So I was down there. So uh, you're down there during all that mess. Yeah, we we really helped a lot of people, and um, I know there are stories about other law enforcement like disarming people. I high five them if they were armed. Um, Wait a minute, for you. you can't high five anymore now. That you I didn't for know that James guy. back then. No high fives. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know James back then, but. Uh, if I could rewind and do it again, I would give them a fist bump instead. Fist bump. <laughs> but uh, no, so we went down for there and, and did some good things down there. And um, then I stopped wanting to arrest people and well, I went to college and started teaching uh, high school history and um, started training with James a couple of years ago. And uh, from there, I guess everything fell into place. Tell us your most interesting uh, undercover drug story. <laughs> you know, you just go a lot of seedy places with a lot of seedy people and. Um, which one comes to mind right now? What are you thinking of? Which event? Teenagers and ecstasies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me preface this with, you know what, well, he was the law enforcement yeah, I, I was the law enforcement person <laughs> there. Clarify that. <laughs> I was trying to stop them. But you were from, undercover. Yes. You're like, uh, what's his name? Jump, 21 Jump Street? Uh, oh, Tonto, yeah. who played, the dude played Johnny Tonto. Dead. Well, it was yeah, funny Johnny because Dead. I was, I was uh, you know, back then I was probably like 24, 25, and, and I looked like a teenager. I mean, I had a really, you know, I, when I shave, I actually look a lot younger than I do when I don't shave, and so I, I guess I pulled it off. <laughs> cool. <laughs> now tell us your most interesting history school story. <laughs> like college or <laughs> as a teacher? teacher. Oh, man. Um, Did you ever have like Indiana Jones where like a chick blinked and like had... Writing. <laughs> um, I had a high school student ask me to marry them on my last day. Wow! Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, she was joking. I think um, <laughs> the girl is crushed. I'm sure. <laughs> she, 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 okay, so she had on she had on this shirt is a all white t shirt, and then she had a jacket on over it, and it was zipped up. So uh, when she came up, was, they, the kids all knew it was my last day because I told them I was going to work for James at Tactical Response, and so all the kids were sad. You know. Sad because like you were going to work for him, or sad that you were leaving? <laughs> no, sad I wasn't going to be there anymore, and it, it was it was a tough decision. But um, nonetheless, it was on the last day, so she had this shirt on, and then the shit was zip, the you know a cover garment over it, and so she came up with my. Let me stop you? Is she eighteen? I no no, she was like sixteen. <laughs> okay, watch what you say. Yeah. <laughs> So, don't worry. I don't date any girls whose age begins with one. Um, so anyway, uh, so so she came up with her yearbook and and she goes, uh, Mr. Hendricks, will you sign my yearbook? And I said, Well, yes. And so then she unzipped her. her uh, and she, with, she had the shirt on and, the, and says, "Marry me?" Question mark. She goes, "So you were talking about my shirt, right?" And I was like, "No, uh, I was going to sign your yearbook." And uh, <laughs> and so I guess, but that was funny. But but you understand that every day it was something every bit as funny as that. It oh, was. Uh, it was uh, awesome. That little girl is sitting crying right now. She's still. She's still heartbroken. Heart especially yeah. now that you're on he videos laughed. on he, YouTube. Oh, he, he, he laughed at her. 
Did you have the hair when you were teaching? She's probably yeah. hung herself with a coat hanger. No, not at all. The, they, look, you asked me like what my best story was. Every day was good there. I mean, it was the kids were were the best part of it. And like everyone wants to say that high school kids are apathetic and that they're stupid and they don't know anything and they don't care. But my next question to them is, well, when was the last time you actually interacted with one and said anything positive to them? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Every day was good for me there, and, and I really enjoyed the kids. I hated the adults. Um, but I really enjoyed being in the class because because the adults were stupid and apathetic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the very thing no they accused, the, the very things they accused the yeah. kids of they embodied themselves, and I think it was more of a self loathing rather than hating the kids. And then third question is when it comes to pop culture, whether it's a movie, TV show, video game, music, music video, comic books. If it involves guns, what is your favorite? What's your go to? Pop culture? Yeah. Um, that involves firearms. Probably Jaeger's YouTube channel. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah, that's a correct Freaking answer. Freaking brown noser. No, 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 no. no, I, no. It's funny because I don't have a TV. I, you know, I don't do that stuff. So I, the only time I'm ever around I, pop culture is I him. Can, I can answer this question for him if you'd like. Yeah. Sure. His all-time favorite movie is The Big Lebowski. Oh, and he constant, constantly quotes the the gun lines from, from that movie. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. They're calling the cops, man. Put the piece away. Our fourth question, this is one of our new ones, is... And you've got to answer it. Is too. there or has there ever been a firearm or weapon uh, in your arsenal that you were ashamed or would be ashamed to admit to? Or even you? like a little bitty part of you that's embarrassed to say, yeah, I, I had that. Oh man, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, um, maybe when I first started out, I you know you don't know any better, and you get some you know something you don't really need. But I mean, I'll, I'll turn it around and say that I'm proud uh, that I own every gun that I have because every gun that I own now is, is on the ban- is it was on the assault weapons ban. <laughs> so so I'm pretty proud of them. That's actually. when you know you're doing it right. Yeah, yeah. You just go by the assault weapons ban and then just. Checklist. Got mm-hmm. that. Got that. Got that. Yeah, like I, I looked at I looked at the bill when I read the whole thing in its entirety, and I was like, "How awesome is that? I own every single one. Like, I, like every one that I own is on there. It's like it's like a checklist now." So, so yeah, so happy. So it was a good day. Yeah, good yeah. answer. No, yeah, I, you're chomping at the bit. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah. Oh I can yeah, answer. you haven't answered this one. Yeah, right? I can answer this. Uh, I, I don't have. I've never owned a gun that I was embarrassed to have, but I have. I've owned a gun that people would make fun of me for having. Okay. Uh, Lorson 32 ACP. <laughs> Now, now the thing is, is that like the reason, one of the reasons that I hate that the the Saturday night special, uh, those those terms are thrown around, is that poor people need guns too. Yeah. And sometimes you can't afford a Glock. And at one point in my life, I couldn't afford anything except a Lorsen thirty two that I bought used for like thirty dollars or something like that. It's all I is all I could afford. I'm not embarrassed of that gun. I actually wish I still had it. I'm not embarrassed of it because it, it was a it meant a certain thing to me at a certain point in my life. Uh, but poor people need guns too. And so that one kinda I've never been embarrassed of any gun, but that's the one that if Get people the most found ribbon out, from they yeah. would they would they would make fun of me for. Yeah. So so read <laughs> mm-hmm. from our network, not you. Um, some people just can't afford a Wilson Combat AR. <laughs> so, you know, that's why they make Wyndham Armory and DPMS and whatnot. Is Reed giving us a hard time or Just something? Just a little. In- no, he and I have been kind of going back and forth. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> on an email that was. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing we talked about. Get my jabs in when I can. Was it the last episode of or the show before that where we were talking about, like especially in Tennessee, I don't know how the laws are in other states, but if you're involved in a defensive shooting, you lose your gun for a while. So if you've invested, you know. Maybe. 700, maybe. I thought they always took it. 
No, there's no hard, there's no hard and fast rule. Okay, but if they do, on occasion it happens. Yeah. Like they they keep it until everything's cleared yeah. and everything. Like yeah, that, I which have, could I, possibly take a while. My wife knows where my uh, my jail gun bag is, and I have a complete <laughs> duplicate of everything I carry, <laughs> every holster, every gun uh, in a, in a in a bag, and she knows if I ever get in trouble that she's bring that along with the bond money. <laughs> 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 and what is your next on your bucket list your want list of guns i don't know i mean i pretty much have what, what i would like but if i could pick any one I, I would want an east german ak nice yeah that's that's i would say that i've always wanted one and i'm trying to find one and uh james of course we, when we talk about it he said he, he had a really really nice one when he was in iraq so uh Cool. So that's my that's be the one that I would okay. want above anything. If any of our listeners have inside track on a East German AK, send us a private message. Uh, for me, um, dueling pistols. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so even, when people I'm, like cocaine, I'm not even joking. <laughs> no, he's I'm, I'm really gonna, serious about that. I'm looking that. at dueling pistols. That's 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 on that's on my list. <laughs> yeah, he showed me the picture yesterday. He goes, look. Dueling pistols. Like and showed me they were had, in the right? box. Are you going to have like the little white glove to where you can slap somebody with he it? Carried one with him. I already have the glove. <laughs> or the iron gauntlet. Which one are you going to no, slap no. somebody across the face I with? I challenge you to a duel. My, my favorite episode of uh, The Simpsons was... Uh, um, Homer had a glove and he kept challenging people to duels if they didn't do what he wanted. And he slapped with one guy and he said, I accept, sir. And he says, Oh gosh, I just invited somebody to do a duel that says, sir. <laughs> that's when you know you're in trouble, right? <laughs> oh, Challenge awesome. somebody to a duel, duel and they call you, sir. <laughs> oh, he really does carry a glove around with him. Not, James Buchanan. And not a, kidding. And a mouthpiece. <laughs> One of your biggest videos in recent YouTubery was the Republic Tuber? If You Can Keep It video, right? It's up to like 40,000 views, something yeah, like that. Yeah, 40 plus, yeah. Wow. And that was the gentleman right here. Read. Right. Which was a really, really cool video. I want to talk about that a little bit. Kind of along the lines of something you said in that video, I loved when you introduced him in, the, in your instruction introductions, and you asked him, what does the Second Amendment mean to you? And you were like, it's absolute. It's it's a right that even if there was no government, there was no constitution, you would have it. It's a it's a natural right. Man, that's that's kind of a heavy topic, I guess, especially nowadays. Uh, you know, one thing that that really, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm I love history. I love studying about it. And you know, so many Americans just don't understand natural law or what your natural rights are. And some people will say it's a theory, but it's not really a theory because the founding fathers put it into practice. Um, a natural law is something that you have by virtue of the creator, and even if you're an atheist, by virtue of your own humanity. I mean, just being human. Uh, a good way to... Just existing. Yeah, simply existing as a human being, you have that right. If no governments existed, they would still be there. Um, you know, the right to life, a right to defend yourself, uh, the right to reproduce, things like that. And um, one thing that I that I really want to emphasize is that uh, the difference between a right and a privilege, and James and I were talking, and a right is something that you do not have to ask permission to do. A privilege is something that is granted, right? right. And it's the right to defend yourself, you don't have to ask per- permission to defend yourself. I mean, that's absolutely asinine. Every creature in the animal kingdom can defend itself. Right. The Second Amendment is the, is, allows you to, care, to keep and bear arms. Keep means to have. Bear means to carry. Right. What's uncertain about that? Nothing. It's no. absolute. 
If I could jump in there, uh, you know, the, the part, a well-regulated militia, Reed, Reed and I uh, were talking about this, and he actually set me straight on it. In that, in that context of that word, regulated does not mean controlled or defined by the government. It means trained, well-trained militia. Well-run militia as well. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and every, you know, there were many things about that. If that, if that comma wasn't in there, it would totally, it would, it, it would be irrelevant. It doesn't right. matter. So uh, many things it, were, were well-regulated, and it just mean that you had to be, you know, trained or... Uh, trained and oversaw? Yeah. Organized? And, and there's, you don't even need to be organized. You just, you know, and there's, it doesn't have to be an official thing. I mean, you have to remember, guys, that during the Revolution, almost every single American had a gun. I mean, before it started, that's, why do you think, how do you think it started? You know, the, the farmers in Massachusetts had their own guns. And if, and if they were part of a militia and couldn't afford to have their own guns, they were provided them out of the public store. So that's the Second Amendment. It's, it's, it's a right. It says the Bill of Rights. It's the Second Amendment of the Bill of Rights. And a right is something you do not have to have permission to do. Now, the the video of the Republic, if you can keep it, is that a new class or is that part of a class? That you're no, doing it was or? just it was something he did for the Alumni Weekend. But because of the popularity of that, we actually he actually started a series of lectures that uh, have become that are quickly becoming a class. Yeah, I mean, it was good. It was good stuff. The the one he did uh, in Pennsylvania last week was uh, the fighting mindset of the fighting mindset of the founding fathers, and it was basically everything that led up to Concord and Lexington. And what what a fantastic, what a f- just amazing. And he's a very passionate speaker. If you yeah. watch the video, what an amazing uh, three hour lecture yeah. that was. Oh, it's like I was telling you, it took me about a month to watch it just because of my time constraints. But I finished it today, and every time I got to watching it, I would have, I would stretch it a little bit longer than I actually had time to watch it because it was. Like you said, he's, you're a good speaker. You kind of suck the people in. You're a good teacher. Unlike some people who just text all the time. Well, I, I appreciate those words. I, I mean, I really appreciate those. It's one of those things where I never thought that it would have the impact. I mean, when James says there's over 40,000 people that have, have watched that, I, you know, when I got out of teaching, I really was upset about it because I said, man, how many kids are not going to you know, get the information? How many kids are not going to be taught the foundation of the country? But then... He talked the proper with me. way. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, just just the traditional viewpoint of of government should be limited, and that the Constitution is to restrain the government and protect the people, not the other way around. Right. And um, you know, when when we talked one night, and I was kind of torn up over it, I you know, and he said, "Look, that video." And it was, I think it was like three or four days after it had twenty something thousand views, and he said, "Look, you could teach a hundred lifetimes and not impact as many people as you have in the past four days." Yeah. And I kind of thought about that. And just the feedback that people have been giving me about this video, just, man, you totally changed the way I look at government. Man, I, I was apathetic until I watched your video. Now I want to go out and do something about it. And, and I never saw the. It was kind of an unintended consequence of this mm-hmm. because that the alumni weekend, I, James wants all the instructors, and all the instructors want to give a block of instruction, but all the gun stuff was kind of taken up. And, <laughs> um, and I said, and I looked at James, I was like, hey, I want to do something kind of, you know, about history. And he says, yeah. write it up and, and, you know, send it in. And, uh, and I did. And I never, I mean, I had grown ups come up to me crying and, um, like it really, it really impacted yeah. people. I mean, so I'm opened up it really is an amazing video. A whole other dynamic to the gun training, you well, know, bring in the history part of it as well. It's like, all right, here's, you know, here's the history behind why you're here learning how to, how to do this. Well, yeah, and if you look at tactical response, our, our priorities are our mindset, tactics, skill, and gear. And my entire lecture was focused on mindset. Right. 
That's mindset. Getting Do them we, ready for the proper mindset is the why they're there. Yeah. Mindset is the foundation from which everything else stems. It's the root of, from which everything else stems. And I and and it's like why you know in America why do we have guns to begin with it's yeah it's not only to protect ourselves but but it it is there it's the basis of every free society um does tyranny happen where the citizens are armed no way and uh, not as easily no no and yeah. uh and so but but i thought about it. a mindset is our is our what we focus on more than anything else and as americans you know the that mindset is that we are a free people every single person in this country has as much power as a king in ancient times had we have the ability to own property here we have the ability to pursue happiness you know and and i think that that every person in america is a king and and, and uh it, it, when i see all the stuff happening and just the mindset of certain people, oh, well, I would, I don't have a permit, so I can't carry it. You don't need, it, it just, it really upsets me. <laughs> you don't need me. permission. You yeah, don't need like permission you you to defend yourself. And just because something's the law doesn't mean it's valid. I mean, up in the 1950s, blacks weren't allowed to ride in the front of buses. It was a law. Was it a valid law? Of course, we laugh at it now. How could people be so stupid? Women back weren't then? allowed to vote. Yeah, yeah. Until the night, you know. And I still think that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> but if, but you look at all the laws, guys. I mean, look at all, just because something's a law, just because something's popular at the moment, doesn't make it valid. And I think I think you're going to look at in 20 years, you're going to look at this time as a renaissance of firearms. You are going to look at this time as a renaissance, as when Americans finally woke up and realized that our heritage is tied directly to steel of guns. I just got chills. <laughs> yeah, like every time he talks, I'm like, all right, right when, on, yeah. brother. when do we get started? Nice. No high fives. All right, no high fives. Look, we say most things tug-in-cheek, but he's serious about that. No high fives. <laughs> you said something a minute ago that I had mentioned in a show a few weeks back, back when, the, um, when we decided we were going to send arms to Syria, to the Syrian rebels. And I got in an argument with a guy at work, and we were talking about that, and I got ticked off. I said, it's interesting that we're sending firearms to Syrian rebels, and our administration's exact words were to fight a tyrannical government. Well, and then they want to take away our firearms. And he's, because they are he, a tyrannical he, government. Well, he looked at me. He looked at me. He goes, yeah, but we don't have a tyrannical government. And I just looked him dead in the eye, and I said, Exactly. We have the firearms. They're not tyrannical yet. <laughs> They're trying to be. But if they took away our firearms, tyranny happens when nobody's armed. Well, Reed's got tyranny. something to say. Well, say it. Let's hear it. I, I don't know, guys. I mean, nobody nobody wants to believe that that the United States government is trying to screw our... Nobody wants to believe that they can be tyrannical. Not in my lifetime, but... You ever notice that when a kid... When, when someone's parents tell the kid not to do... When they're younger, you know, they tell them not to do something... What's the only way that the kid isn't going to do it? Beaten. By, by be doing it, right? <laughs> by doing it and figuring it out. Like, we as an Americans here, we've never been, we haven't been burned by tyranny in generations. Yep. We haven't had to live with that bitter taste in our mouth of what it's like to live under the yoke of an oppressive government. My fear is, is that if that happens, it might be too late. When does the fly know when it's in the spider web? It's already there. When does when does when does the when does uh, the wildebeest know when it's in the lion's jaws? When it's there, we've got to understand that that when you're playing around with stuff like this, when you're talking gun control, when you're talking all these laws, you're playing with the dangerous piece of fire. Let me let me ask you this, Reed. So throughout you know you're a historian throughout history, um, how often have has um, has there been a case where a 
a, a, a government has taken away guns and then been benevolent. Like, that, that has to happen pretty frequently. Like, how many times has that happened? <laughs> and when was the most recent? Well, I don't know, guys. Let's, let's, let's look at this. I mean, just look at this objectively, okay? Just, just look at this objectively. Look at the Bolsheviks, okay? The Bolsheviks killed tens of millions of people in the Soviet Union. What'd they do first? They, they had to get rid of the dangerous tools. Dangerous tools were the guns. Nazi Germany is the same way. People say, but Hitler didn't take away. That's a, that's a lie. That's a fallacy. Here's what I do know. He took away guns from Jews in 1938. They were going to concentration camps very soon after. Yep. Um, Pol Pot. Look at the killing fields of Cambodia. Yep. I, I mean, every look at let's let's use the United States. We're not a perfect country. I'm not here to like say the United States is perfect. We're not perfect. We have our blemishes. We have our moments where we should be ashamed. And let's look at what happened. Let's look at the Native Americans. What was the federal government's policy towards Native Americans? Disarm them, put them on reservations, and then massacre them. And syphilis blankets. Sure. I mean, it, it goes. I mean, <laughs> that but was way early. <laughs> but look, why? Look at. I mean, well, look at what that is. Let's look at the South. I mean, let's look at certain states. You know, uh, and during Reconstruction, why were uh, why, why were blacks disarmed after the Civil War to disarm them so that they could be terrorized and not ever ever have a valid voice? So I think so they when you stand up for themselves, yeah, yeah, you have to look at yeah. gun control. Is is to me the most despotic, tyrannical act. That could be enacted, and an armed man is a citizen, and an unarmed person is a subject. So okay, and for our, for our listeners, <coughs> me, what does despotic mean? <laughs> a despotism, a despot. Oh, despotism. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So okay. you're so you're saying how so how many was that that have taken guns away and then been really nice after? <laughs> That'd be a big zero. <laughs> big fat zero. No, it's it's. I mean, Nada. you have to think why, why, why would why would a government not trust their people with with arms? I mean, why would that be the case? I mean, it's like okay, like a beautiful example of this. I mean, you want to use a recent example. Let, let's use, uh, you know, let's use some of the Balkan states in nineteen ninety five. You know, they, they, put, they put all these people in these UN camps, right? They put all these people there, and these, then all of a sudden these huge massacres happen. Srebrenica, right? These, these huge massacres happen there. And then afterwards they interview these people and they say, well why, well, why didn't the police or the military stop these massacres from happening? And the answer was, well, who do you think had all the guns? Mm-hmm. Is that a reality yeah. check right there? I think it is. Uh, you Saddam know, Hussein. <laughs> It's just look. I mean, and people say, but but the uh, Second Amendment's not absolute. You know, y- you can't just have any gun you want. You know, the majority of the artillery used during the Revolutionary War was privately owned, including cannons. Now, yeah, no. artillery, cannon, mortars, whatever. And Second Amendment. Let's let's go back in time a little bit before guns. I mean, are you going to say, oh well, your sword can only be certain length? <laughs> Or your your spears can only be this level of sharpness. I mean that that didn't happen. I mean, well, they did limit because if you were higher blood royalty type blood, who could carry them in public, right? Oh, you mean when we had kings? Yes, <laughs> monarchies, ter- tyrants, 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 tyrants. Yeah, you, you mean you guys understand? I'm sure most of the people listening to this are are like minded like us and. I think it's very important to emphasize that a lot of people just don't know about guns or they're afraid of them because they're just ignorant. Ignorance breeds fear. And I think, um, you know, but like I said, we're going to look back on a renaissance time. More and more people are getting into shooting and guns. More and more people are coming to our classes and they're scared to death. Not because of what we say. I mean, they they literally are scared to death for their own safety. And um, people want to imagine that, I mean, they want to say human nature is, is, oh, if, you know, people just have the right environmental factors, then it'll be okay. 
Well, there's no such thing as a utopia, and um, there are bad people. One thing I want to talk about, too, and it's kind of going to go into our... We'll have a different facts to fight the myths than what we normally do. To be one big myth is you were talking about we're going into a renaissance. It's almost like an enlightenment period, political philosophy-wise. A lot more people that I talk to are going from, oh, I was a Republican or I was a Democrat because that's what my parents were, and they're starting to be more like we are. I mean, y'all seem to be the same way. I take in all the facts for myself, and I make the decision off of that. I don't go by what a label of a party tells me that's what I should be doing. And I think a lot more people are starting to open their eyes to that and go, wait a minute, you know, and we try not to get too political in this, but, mm. you know, this two-party system well, is Well, anytime is you've not got two sides of things, you're always going to have dis- disagreements, arguments, and fussing and fighting. You know, as a nation, you know, that's what we need to start striving for is unity and get rid of parties. You know, there doesn't need to be parties. There needs to be no division. It needs to be, like you say, individual thought and decision made based on your individual beliefs. Well, if you have two ultra-polar... parties. <clears throat> if you have tr- two ultra-polarizing parties and they're fueled by two big media stations, CNN, Fox News, one's ultra-right-wing, one's ultra-left-wing, mm-hmm. And you have the society down below them doing this, button heads the whole time, just fighting, oh, well, guns are bad, no guns are good, and then everybody's doing this. While we're all doing this, up at the top, they're doing whatever the hell they want to. Mm -hmm. And that's where we end up getting screwed, going into the fact to fight the myth, the myth being that we're a democracy. And I'll let you take that one and run with it. (laughs) Oh, man, I... The power of words is is so intriguing. I mean, when you when you look at the words, I, I mean, just the power of them in general is. I mean, words are emotion. Let, I don't know if a lot of people realize this or not, but was there ever a more eloquent writer than William Shakespeare? I, I mean, I, you would be hard pressed to find anyone who could use words to stir passion and emotion in somebody. Shakespeare I'm talking to one. <laughs> well, Shakespeare Shakespeare had thirty two times less words than are in existence now and he could the, each word meant something you know when thomas jefferson uh wrote the declaration of independence and you know benjamin franklin and john adams started crossing stuff out you know he got kind of upset about that because he said each word was precisely chosen you know words are so powerful so when you so when you say things um like renaissance like what is a renaissance you know people want to look at renaissance and they look at it as this period of this 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 uh rediscovery of art and music, but it's not a rediscovery. You know, renaissance means rebirth, to be born again. What was being born again? Something that already existed. Yes, something that already existed. So, I mean, and you say right-wing, left-wing. Even those words have become convoluted. And, you know, right-wing used to refer to people that sat on the right in Europe, and and that meant people that believed less government. Mm. Left-wing used to be people that sat on the left that wanted more government. But 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 what people understand right-wing and left-wing in the vernacular times of the political things, you know, they say right-wing. On the extreme far right-wing would be Nazis. That's what people have told me. And and on the far left-wing would be communists. Well, what did each one of those societies look like? Both had absolute total control over their citizens. So mm-hmm. they're not polar opposites. They're actually the uh, coming back around the circle to the same place. Right. When we look at right and left, look at it in terms of political power. Uh, you know, like libertarian, all right? They would be right. They would be as little government as possible. You know, on the left would be, would be the status, the socialists, whatever you want to call them. Uh, so once again, the power of words. And as far as political parties go, 
Um, it, it's a bad thing. It, it's a bad thing. And instead of principles, we vote for parties. I, you right. know, I, I mean, so many people that I know, oh, I would never vote for them. They're a Democrat. Or I would never vote for them because they're a Republican. Um, you're right. Political parties are very divisive. And um, eventually, who ends up getting the, the wrong end of things is everybody else. But what I find amazing is that every single faction, in other words, group in our country with a cause, gun owners, uh, let's even go gays. Uh, let's go people that uh, what, whatever issue you want to choose. Who do they think the enemy is? The government. <laughs> so, so why is it that every group, no matter which side of the political spectrum that they're on, why is it that everyone sees government as the enemy? And why is it that instead of fighting that big, big enemy, we fight each other? Like, yeah. like if, if I could jump in, like <clears throat> everybody's mad about the NSA. Mm-hmm. Why isn't there any unity? Right. The left and the right are mad about <laughs> about all this stuff, you know. Um, and 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 I was I would say in general, left and right uh, think uh, uh, Snowden as a patriot for for informing us about the, the snooping, uh, not a treasonist. But he's being charged <laughs> with treason. He just told us, you know. So why why aren't these issues uniting us as a country? And and, and the funny part is nobody's really mad about it, like at least publicly. I I enlighten it or enlighten is that the right word? <laughs> enlighten it, liken it. <laughs> I compare it to. I remember a quote my grandmother said when I was a kid. She said, "I don't read the Bible because the preacher does it for me." It's the same thing with this. I don't get involved because the news will tell me everything I need to know. It must be true. Or the government will t- take They're care of it all. Lie. You know, I, I'm fine. You know, I, I've got my eighty thousand dollar a year job and a nice house and blah 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 blah. And they just let everything taken care of it, 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 we're in a society right now where it's entertain me everything is entertain me whether it's sports which i love sports i'm not dogging any of these entertainment things but everything is getting more and more what can you do to make my life easier where i can just stare at a screen and not do any thinking myself and that's starting to get a little scary but back to what you said it's they do it for me I don't need to get involved. I don't need to unite. Uh, you know, that, that's one thing that, that's so terrifying to me. I, you know, I, I, the one thing that's so absolutely just gives me, I mean, I have trouble sleeping at night. I mean, I, I very rarely get a full night's sleep. I'm usually, believe it or not, very tired. Uh, I don't tell too many people that, and here I am telling them. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, the, the thing that scares me more than anything is that I believe that people now value their immediate pleasure over the future for their children and until we get to the point and i say we and i include myself until we get to the point where we value posterity greater than 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 our our espn i don't know if anything's going to happen guys you don't have to have massive change at the federal level you build a house one brick at a time and i think that People need to really grasp what's going on. You, you see your neighbor getting messed with. You see someone else getting messed with. You see all this stuff. What, why? Is it that scary to stand up for them? Uh, you know, I, I just I don't believe that. I, I really, really hope uh, that this message gets spread as to as many people as possible and that people understand what kind of uh, future we're facing if we continue on the trajectory that, that we 
are heading towards. Another thing you mentioned in there about the Republic, if you can keep it video, is the government is in place to maintain our rights. Am I saying that right? Oh, they're, they're there to protect them. Protect our rights. Yeah. They're there to protect our rights. So ever, any laws they make are supposed to just be to protect any rights that we have. But it's gone way beyond that now. Yeah, the, the early laws in this country, the early laws were designed to limit the government. In other words, law was seen as a positive thing because it, it enabled more freedom for people. Right. But, but, but it didn't limit the, the people, it limited the government. Precisely. Yeah. And, and over the past hundred years, over the past hundred years, it's been that laws are to restrict people and expand government. It's been the complete opposite. It's kind of like um, if you read Animal Farm. Yes. <laughs> they just kept changing the laws as they went along, right? And that's mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it's been. But but you have to understand that what we uh, that what we're dealing with, it, what we are dealing with the, lately. I mean, it's just been, especially in the past hundred years. The past hundred years has been an anomaly in the United States. It's been completely out of the norm. But how many generations have been born since in the past hundred years? They think income tax is normal. They think big government is normal. They think direct election of senators is normal. Guys, the Founding Fathers would think that very, very, very weird. Mm. And actually, they would consider that tyrannical. Counterproductive to what they put in place. Yeah. Well, just look at, regardless of who would have won between Hillary and Obama, Hillary got in in the top level of government anyways. Mm -hmm. If she would have won the presidency, and if by chance she does again, for the last 35 years... Two families would have been in charge of our government, the Bushes and the Clintons. And that's scary. And that's on both sides of the spectrum, the yeah. Bush for Republicans. and I, I don't think Democrats. they're that different. I think, yeah. there, I think there is a, a slow train to the demise of this country, and I think there's a fast train yep. to the demise <clears throat> of the country, and that's the Republican and the Democratic parties. Yep, I agree. Guys, there, there's this illusion. I mean, did, did you ever watch pro wrestling where – you know the wrestlers hate one another, and then like when they get on TV, they like you know smash each other with folding chairs yeah. and talk a lot of trash, and then like behind the curtain they're having a high five and laughing. Yep, yeah. that's politics. Oh yeah, they figured out when people when when NFL and Major League Baseball and and basketball and everything got so hugely popular, they figured like people love competition, and if we polarize them to the right or to the left, like if they were the Steelers or the Titans then it's going to be easy yeah. to control. They've been doing that long before yep. organized sports were in play. Yep. <clears throat> well, I, you know, the, the main issue here, I think, is guns. And I, and I think, I, I really honestly believe that... Uh, guns and weed. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Well, <laughs> guns and weed. Might as well throw prostitution <laughs> in there. We're starting a new co- podcast next week. Um, <laughs> guns and weed. And, and prostitution. But isn't it funny that both groups view the government as, as the enemy? Guns and ganja. <laughs> hey, that's a... Don't be surprised if that's we're, a We're not trying a fan. to get Jamaica on our, our listenership, so that might help. Oh, man, but it, it's really funny, guys. I mean, you know, we, we look at guns as a positive thing, and, and we look at it as a as a positive liberty, and our founding fathers did too. And that, that's why, you know, there there were no restrictions on guns with except with the exception of, of minorities. And, you know, after the Civil War, there were no restrictions until – the 20th century. I mean, if that doesn't tell you what the intentions of the founding fathers were, I don't know what it, what will. And I mean, you could used to order Thompson submachine guns out of the Sears catalog. I mean, 12, you could go to the 12, hardware store. Yeah, twelve ninety five. Right, and then but but look, when did when did they start getting restricted? Once 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 they once they used the Constitution to ban a substance, alcohol. Then gangs started using guns. What was the justification for the for the NFA? Gang violence is out of control. <laughs> 
Which we created with yeah. banning a substance. Well, let, yeah. me just, exactly. let me just go ahead and say this. Um, the uh, prohibition ended in 1934, which is when the NFA began. And they had hired all these treasury, treasury agents to uh, enforce these liquor laws. And the liquor laws were going away. The government has never laid off anybody. So they started the NFA so they wouldn't have to to lay off all of these treasury agents. Yeah, and if you look at that, uh, if you if you look at the if you look What's at the, the theory uh, of the ever expanding government. That's not a theory. It's it's look at the dates. Yeah, but look, <laughs> if you, I'm not saying yours is a theory. I'm just saying he was talking about earlier about right. oh, yeah. how the government is actually keeps exactly. expanding versus they never lay anybody they, off. No, they don't well, originally intended for it to be small and contained and controlled. Look at the Miller. Look at Miller. Look at the Miller case, 1934. Look at that. Look at what the judge's decision was. The argument was <laughs> that the gun had to have military use or it wasn't right. valid. That was the judge's decision. The gun had to have military use, and because they said the sawed-off shotgun wasn't a military arm, he couldn't have it. That So in other words, firearms in the United States should have to be martial. <laughs> that yeah. was the military, and that was the justification for the NFA. <laughs> I mean, we're, we've gone from this... Case and now, now it's the politicians too military like yeah the yeah, the politicians are arguing and said well there's military weapons have no use in neighborhoods uh, well um, no sporting purpose yeah what the hell is that <laughs> if you, if your gun has a sporting purpose it should be banned you use it for hey. hunting what if you like hunting tough. <laughs> it's banned. It's just that's how far we've come. We've gone this 180 degree reversal of what America used to be, and we've got to swing that pendulum back around. And, and if not, if people would just use good common sense mm. and listen to what these people are saying and telling them, it would it would you know throw up red flags immediately. You know, just like you're saying with the NFA when they were originally created. You know, they were saying it had to be military. Now their whole argument to get rid of them is. It is military. It is, you know, it is military. It's scary, and you know, you don't need to have that. And it's just whatever serves their purpose at the time, you know, they're going to word it however they see is going to justify the ends of their means. Right, and it is becoming a democracy instead of a republic. The rules are constantly changing, and a person that builds their house on a shifting sand is going to lose their house. And that's what we're becoming is a shifting sand. These rules and these laws just keep shifting and shaping with public opinion instead of having a uh, well-established rule of law where it's stable. And, and by the way, having a stable set of laws is a good, sound economic policy. As well. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> no one, Sing it, brother. No one wants to... I mean, no one wants to... to I mean, when things are unstable and they don't know what to expect from the laws, no one's going to invest any money, and that's why the economy sucks right now, is because no one knows what Obamacare is going to do, because it's based on bullcrap. Great, great. Now you guys have made him mad, and i got to drive home with him. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to oh, chill him out after, over dinner. So. Now, if James Yeager says that you're, uh, if, if James Yeager says that, that you're temperamental, <laughs> I think you've made it. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, but no, I, I mean, just No, to, man, I love your enthusiasm. I, mean, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be a smart ass no, there, but no, no. I mean, I'm serious. I was getting fired up. Well, and that's one of the reasons I pulled that out. That's the Constitution. Yeah. I pulled out a book, and it's a very thin, simple, small book. It's not just the Constitution. It's the Declaration of Independence and the Articles of Confederation. It's three of our founding documents, and it is maybe a, a quarter, quarter of an inch. Of an inch. Yep. Um, it was for that reason. The Founding Fathers intended the Constitution to be able to be read and comprehended by everyone. Law was supposed to be easily deciphered. It wasn't complicated. It was never supposed to be complicated. Look at two of our greatest lawyers in the history of the United States, Andrew Jackson and Abraham Lincoln, both of which were self-taught on the I American frontier. I thought you were going to say Johnny Cochran. But no, but both of them were, were self-taught. They were able to teach themselves law and understand it. Um, 
that that should tell you laws were never meant to be complicated and now you have to you know weave through them with a fine tooth mm-hmm. comb to find any meaning whatsoever and um the more laws a society has the closer to tyranny we become well said mm-hmm. i posted on my facebook that facebook. i was coming and they should okay so from jaeger's page facebook page we've got a couple of questions autumn t ask when are you both going to run for office autumn is a sweetheart she's great she's an alumni and she's very politically active um she she she's great and uh to answer her question i already tried that it didn't work out never give up uh some my my efforts are best spent doing other things roger that okay so you got um what uh, read oh okay yeah go ahead read i i mean I kind of enjoyed what I'm doing now. I mean, you know, I'm still get to influence people in a good way and still get to teach them how to protect themselves. I'm quite content right now. And basically, we'd have to he'd have to start womanizing, maybe maybe doing drugs, and then we could get him into office. But right now, he's he's, he's just, too clean. He's too, too boring. Yeah, we got no, no excitement. I don't know, man. He's got some fire in his voice. <laughs> Trust me, it's it's it only comes out when uh, it, it it really only comes. I'm usually very quiet, and I I'm very introverted in general. I just on, on, no, it's not. Ask James. He's he's he's, he's, he's usually the, the quiet one. Um, but you know, the ones you got to watch out for. Yeah. All right, so we got another one. Minority of one. What do you think about the Smith & Wesson Shield recall notice that was issued today? I haven't read it, but mine works great. Did I, they really? Uh, yeah, there was some kind of recall. I haven't read it yet. Huh. I've been on the road. I haven't read it yet. But uh, I, And I don't know what it concerns, but I got one of the first ones. I mean, I went. I got mine before they were released to the public, so, right. you, so you know it was one of the first ones. Uh-huh. It's got about 9,000 rounds through Jeez. it. And which is more than most people will shoot in ten lifetimes, and it still. You may won't. want to say over ten thousand because last time you were here you said ten thousand. Was it ten thousand? <laughs> I think so. I don't I, know. I'm just I've got a running <laughs> tab on. I don't know. I, I don't count it that often, but uh, but uh, I took it's a load right. Yeah, a, more than anybody will ever shoot in their life, most likely. And I mean, just about in every class, somebody shoots it. I hand it to somebody and they shoot it. I mean, just bazillions of rounds. Anyway, and I took it in the salt water with me when I went to Daytona, and everything everything still work, is not rusted except. The, Excess sites rusted and I cleaned them off. All right, here's the uh, recall right here. It says uh, important consumer safety alert and inspection procedure August 22nd, 2013. Product is all MP Shield firearms manufactured before August 19th, 2013. Smith and Wesson has identified a condition where the trigger bar pin could damage the lower trigger in certain MP shields in a way that may affect the functionality of the drop safety feature of the firearm, potentially allowing the pistol to discharge if it is dropped. Any uh, unattended, uh, unintended discharge of the firearm has the potential to cause injury. So um, it happened once, and to cover their butt, they're recalling it. Or it might have never happened. We're, we're, we live in such a litigious society. They might have seen it, seen a, th- these this perfect storm of parts mingling together and just put the recall out. Yeah. So it says, please contact Smith & Wesson directly, 877-899-6259 to arrange the repair, if necessary, of your pistol. Let's see. There's uh, Brandon U. James, what made you decide to participate in Doomsday Preppers? Publicity. And publicity. Ma- uh, we're going to be the uh, season finale uh, for season three. They cool. said that oh, officially? Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, because we're awesome. Your your vehicle <laughs> that you're doing, is that one of the reasons? Nope. 
That's not. No, the, the, oh the, man, I figured that'd be on there. The uh, the theme to season three is building, like like the castle guy building the castle. One of those yeah, things. Yeah. And uh, we built three 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 things. We sp- we built a spikes uh, AR fifteen. We built a SOE chest rig, and then of course my army, the building of my army. Is that your havoc spike? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I love that. It's awesome. <laughs> Back to one. <laughs> Read. Name us your favorite board game, pizza topping, and porn star. Risk, 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 and risk. (laughs) (laughs) So somebody wanted to know those those three things? Yeah. Who is it? Brandon Yu. I'm not going to say his last name. Oh, okay. No, I I just was – I didn't know. Like, my favorite board game? Yeah. Name us (laughs) – tell us your favorite board game. Okay. Um, Risk. Pizza topping. Extra cheese. (laughs) Okay. So wouldn't it just be Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and porn star Bridget male or female <laughs> doesn't specify well, who's your favorite right oh, there, Tom Cruise <laughs> uh, I don't really watch porn um, Zeke is right I don't know I mean I, he's an ex-porn star right no yeah no no, it, no, I don't. I don't really watch porn. Um, <laughs> the, the scary thing is, really? <laughs> no, I don't. Word, dude. Uh, but I, I know of them, but I, I really don't watch porn. Okay, Jonathan B. My question is: Europeans. Okay, are European? What is? He didn't word this right. All right. Hey, my European. question is: Are is Europeans are allowed to participate? To your class, uh, basically, they're asking if foreigners can take our classes. Yeah, I think. Yeah, if the State it. Department's cool with it, I'm cool with it. All right, so we did have a trivia winner for the Max Michelle eyewear giveaway. The question was, what uh, is the brand name of the eyewear that he wears, and what records did he recently break? And we got a few right answers in, and after drawing, Steve J. got the right answer. He said, "Max Michelle wears Revision Eyewear Eye Pro." Max won the 2013 World Speed Shooting Championships in Florida with world records in four stages, accelerator, five to go, roundabout, and speed option, as well as overall time. He threw in a world record time in the rimfire competition to boot. Dude's a machine. Keep up the good work. So Steve J., send us an email with your shipping info. We'll get it to Max, and he'll send you out that uh, pair of revision eyewear. And i got to ask, is he related to Ron? He'll know what I'm talking about. So this week's trivia is going to be, on. if you go to James Yeager's YouTube channel and you go to one of the instructor bios and you find Reed's instructor bio, Reed Hendricks, he asked him the question, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? What is the answer to that Don't question? Don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> of course he would know what it was. Yeah. He, he was leaning in like he was getting ready to answer it. Don't do that. And if you get that right, we have got a Rob Pincus combat focus shooting book to give away. I love ICE training. <laughs> also, thanks to ICE Training for coming on board as a sponsor, ICETraining.us. And big thanks to U.S. Elite Gear, us-elitegear.com. And All or Nothing Tattoo Studios, allornothingtattoo.com, and their gear store, strangleholdmerch.com. Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services, HG Press, 1-800-615-1840, extension 2222. Give T a call today for all your real Tennessee real estate needs. And as always, left hand, keep, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer.